Hello and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We bring you reviews of all the hot new shows in London, as well as our opinions on what the best seats are, how to get the cheapest tickets, and also we create theatre-inspired cocktails. I'm Oscar and I'm here with Madeline. Hello. And my sister Alice. Hello, I've got a raspy voice. Sorry, sorry to our listeners. So raspy. <laughs> um, and no Ruby here today, unfortunately. In this episode, we have reviews of Once on This Island at the Southwark Playhouse, Evita at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, Matthew Bourne's Romeo and Juliet, um, Blues in the Night at the Kiln Theatre, and Lamers the Concert. But, as always, we'll start with Alice's top tips. So, Alice, what show is coming up that we're excited about? Yes. So, I've got two top tips this week. We've got something coming up and something that we should be booking immediately. So, a play that's coming up is at the Royal Court Theatre. It's called On Bear Bridge. Mm -hmm. And it stars Rhys Ifan. And it's a play about a family in a small village in the Welsh border. Uh, They own a shop called the Bear Ridge Stores. And they're sitting, reminiscing, drinking whiskey, and then a stranger approaches. <gasps> That's all I know. Is There's that a new play? It's a new play. It's a co-production with National Theatre um, in Cardiff. Nice. So it's opening there first, and then it's coming to London. I've never seen um, Reese Fan on stage. Well, no, I, I hear thinking. such good things about him. And the tickets are so affordable. They start at £14, and they go up to um, £49. You can sit at the back of the stalls for £32. On Bear Ridge starts on the 24th of October. Booking is open now and it ends on the 23rd of November. Oh, cool. That's a nice little autumn one to get in the bag mm. to look forward to. Yeah, let's to. just book that. Yes. So something else that we need to book is a play that's opening... Oh, play that's in preview, sorry, at the Donmar Warehouse called Appropriate. It stars Monica Dolan, who you saw in All About Eve. Oh, loved her. She was my favourite. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, she was my favourite in that. Yeah. Um, it's opened on Broadway, had glowing reviews there's a big buzz around it and it's all all the performances seem to have kind of already sold out there's a few tickets remaining we had a look didn't we ask yeah there's tickets for most performances but only like a few you know scattered yeah none of the 10 i couldn't find any of the 10 pound ones in the back in the circle so it's kind of 40 pounds 30 pound tickets but i feel like this is one that's people people know that it's going to be good and they've just booked it already it's Um, buzzing yeah but they're releasing 10 pound tickets um every day if you call up or look on the website. It's a play by Brandon Jacob Jenkins, and it's the family drama set in Louisiana. It's uh, the children gather around in the family home, which used to be a slave plantation, and they're now selling that estate. And I think it's about ghosts and race, and there wasn't a lot of, um, there's not really a lot of detail on the website, but it sounds yeah. really good. I, and I really want to see, you loved her in um, oh, All About Yeah, Monica Dolan, that's like, for me now, I'm like, yes, I'll see it for her. Yeah, completely. Appropriate is in previews at the Donmar Warehouse and plays until the 5th of October. So, can't wait any longer. Madeline, you went <gasps> to see the Lame Is concert. And for those who don't know, Lame Is has obviously been running for 40, yeah, not 40 years, 30 years or something. Um, it was on at the Queen's Theatre. They've now closed that production to refurbish the theatre. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, in the sort of months it's going to take, they've moved down the road to the Gilgood and they're doing a fully, sta- a fully staged concert version of it with an all-star cast. We've talked about it before. So it's Matt Lucas, Alfie Bow, Michael Ball, Carrie Hope Fletcher. It's got a huge star cast and that's running there for the next couple of months Madeline, you're a huge Les Mis fan, so obviously this is a oh. huge deal. When I found out this was on, I was like, if I don't get a ticket for this, 
I'm leaving London, quite frankly. And then um, didn't manage to get tickets. Well, it was it was just sold out. Like, and the only seats, and worth saying, some of the seats, when I'd gone to try and find seats, seats are like £165 in the stalls, you know, row E. Like, it's the prices for this are crazy. Um, they are doing day seats, so I will start by saying that. Um, so I'd got tickets from, my friend got them for my birthday. Um, and we went on the opening night um when what was that the 10th of august and to say it's one of the most sensational nights of my life would be completely understating the fact it was epic the buzz sort of that night it was really buzzy it felt really fun so it sort of starts so to explain what a kind of stage concert is because I was saying to my friend, I was like, don't be disappointed because it's not gonna, you're not going to see the whole thing. And so really what it is, is there's sort of a row of mics at the front of the stage. Everyone is in costume. And then people are just coming forward, singing their bit, emoting the right things. I know the story inside out. I know it so well. And so it's like, it's them sort of joining and then there'll be like two of the big leads are singing together. And the lighting's amazing. And there's this backdrop that sort of changed, you know, that, that was what was sensational about it. It felt rich. It felt very expensive that this, the lighting that they'd done was so amazing that you didn't feel like you were being, what's the word, like kind of like shortchanged out of seeing the whole big revolving stage palava. You felt like this is real. Um, literally like when, so it's worth, so Michael Ball plays Javert and Javert is like the evil policeman who's going to chase Jean Valjean, played by Alfie Ball, for the rest of his life because he stole a loaf of bread one time. And um, when, so I think you see um, Michael first sort of comes out and the audience are just like, Woo! you know, every, it was like so exciting. You know, it's like everyone's applauding the baddie. It just felt kind of nuts. And then Alfie Ball comes out and there's like, it's that kind of like, middle-aged women kind of wet in their knickers vibe like everyone is just like, so excited well this is like an all-star cast and yeah they've kind of, well they're like all-stars of Les Mis they've all kind of done, oh, they've done been Les there and Mis done that. before oh. so this is kind of the big hitters coming back this isn't just like famous people who are doing it they've all been in it in some guys before yeah. so it's like the kind of it'd be like watching Elaine Page do Cats oh my god yeah, so like that's these, what it felt like hun. and I kept saying I was like I bet Elaine's here tonight bet she is Bet she's here to see her old pals oh, treading the boards. Um, that's it. By the end of it, I'd said that it was like it was like watching a masterclass in musical theatre. Like you can tell Alfie and Michael, obviously they've rehearsed their socks off, but they are at they know exactly what they're doing. They've sung, they've both they've played both parts in their lives, you know. Mm. So amazing. Anyway, Carrie Hope Fletcher, worth saying. She plays Fontaine. The famous thing that she does is she sings I Dreamed a Dream. Um, when she came out, I'd seen her in Heathers, and when I'd come out of Heathers that night, I really wasn't that familiar with her, and I'd, when I'd come out of Heathers, it was this massive queue, and all people wanting things signed, and I'd said to Oscar after, I said, what's the deal with this girl? And he said, oh, she's just like such an amazing musical theatre star, and turned out, so she's the sister, did you know this, hun, of Tom Fletcher from McFly, it's his sister. Mm. Yeah, so they do little youtube things together, I think. Anyway. But before she did the youtube thing, she was... She played young. Fontaine. She played yo no, well, young Eponine, young Eponine and old Eponine. So she's played Eponine for ages, and oh. Eponine's my favorite character. Um, so she isn't playing Eponine; she's playing Fontaine. She's so beautiful. She's just like this cherub-looking girl. She's so gorgeous. Anyway, the whole performance is amazing. Michael Ball is the baddie. It was his campus Christmas. Loved it. Alfie mm. Ball. 
I have had the privilege of seeing some amazing things since I moved to London in the theatre. Seeing Alfie Bo sing Bring Him Home is something I will take to my grave. So, oh yeah, worth saying as well is that I think I started crying pretty much third song in, didn't really stop. I cried, I cried to the point where I was like, I couldn't really catch my breath. It was so incredible. Then Alison, this is quite a fun story. So then afterwards, like we left the theatre and it was one of those where you were turning round to other people as you left, just going, wasn't that amazing? And oh my God, was that just amazing? And everyone's just like, and it was such a lovely atmosphere. We leave the theatre and we're sort of going up like by the side of the Gale Good. And I was like, what's all this big crowd? Then I realised that they've all got to the stage Dober and they'd Mm. actually put barriers there. They knew. And there's, oh, I mean, this is diehard fandom, guys. And then people were coming out, Matt Lucas coming out. Oh, sorry, worth saying, Matt Lucas, revelation. He plays Tenadier, the nasty, like, innkeeper that's horrible to the wee girl cassette. Him and Katie Seacombe plays Mrs. Tenadier. The two of them were just amazing. So anyway, so we're back at the stage door. Matt Lucas comes out. Everyone's going crazy. That was super exciting. And then Michael Ball came out. And I was like, oh my God, he's right there. So he's kind of signing like all the books in front of us. And then he goes around and be like, Michael, Michael, Michael. So he's walking around and there's sort of all these Japanese tourists and he's signing for them. Then he walks back the way because he realises he's missed quite a few people. And then there's, and people are maybe a bit shyer, you know, that aren't kind of thrusting a programme in his face. So then they start doing that. And I just went, what a pro, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) And then he turned around, sort of clocked me, winked and went, I've been doing this a long time, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the best thing you've ever heard? And I just melted it was and I was just like oh my god like Michael Moles talked to me it was a brilliant it was so <laughs> been doing this fun. a long time darling. been doing this a long time what darling a pro, just what a pro you know what I mean he's just <laughs> perfect so it's only on for 16 weeks um, ending on the 30th of November I would say having seen it now I would pay £150 like if you love Michael and Alfie, and you want to see... Oh, also, sorry, worth saying is please, please check the website because there is a few nights, there's maybe about four or five throughout the run that Michael and Alfie aren't doing. But, oh, it was just... If you love musical, if you love Les Mis, if you love Michael and Alfie and Carrie, just see it, absolutely. So you said they are doing day seats. So they are doing day seats, £25. Quite how that works, because I'd phoned when tickets had first gone on sale, and it did. It was like, you were looking at the website, and they were just gone. That's going to be like a pre-6am-er, isn't it? Oh, I'd say 100%. But, Mads, mm. I was like, should I go? And you said, oh, sorry, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, because I was raving about it, Alice hasn't seen Les Mis. No. And I only saw it this year for the first time on stage. You cannot see this, I don't think, unless you've seen Les Mis. Because yeah. parts of it... It's because they are, they're just standing there singing, so lots of the action isn't there. But even there's obviously there's a big sort of this fight scene when all sort of the student revolutionaries mm. go in and they do that very well and they do that more with lighting. But if you didn't quite know the story, you would be a bit like, What the hell's going on now? Yeah. You're not so gonna appreciate it for that. You wouldn't appreciate and it. And why spend the money or get up that early to kind of see something that's not really Yeah. You, you have to see the Well, I've seen it now. Oh, so hun, maybe go, I just, go, go, break your legs. Maybe go. I'll do an early morning. You know, I'll buy one of those little chairs that fold out and yeah. I'll just get sat under a blanket with a 
thermos, the thermos tea at yeah. 5.30 in the morning. It would be quite I'm quick doing. getting into town at that time of the yeah. morning. Okay, maybe I'll do it. So that sounds amazing. Can't rave about it enough. Loved it. Well, should we move straight on from one big musical that dominated mm. the 80s to another, well, from the late 70s, which is Evita. <gasps> so Evita, obviously, from 1978, and then it was like a huge hit. I can't remember how long it ran for, but it's where Elaine Page kind of really burst onto yeah. the scene, and that's where she made her name. Was that pre-Cats then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And she had obviously been working in musical theatre in the chorus in various shows. If you ever listen to her radio show, you'll know she's been in everything. <laughs> but that was her first big lead role, and obviously it was like a huge hit for Android Webber and Tim Rice. First ever British musical to win the Tony for Best Musical. Ooh. This version, so this is on at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, and it's directed by Jamie Lloyd, who we first saw in his production of Year in Town, he directed. Then he directed Assassins, um, The Maids. Maids, that we saw at the Trafalgar oh Studios. Yes. And so, yeah, he's done a beta at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, and it's very different. I've never seen the original production, obviously. No, I've never seen it, or watched the film. Have you not, hun? I've seen the film no. of Madonna, and I've seen clips of the stage production so obviously I know this one is quite different the stage is just a series of steps that go up and then you've got the band up at the top and then all the action happens on the steps so there's no set it's quite stripped back and a bit kind of grungy they've kind of gone for obviously this is set if anyone doesn't know the story it's about Eva Peron who was the first lady of Argentina in the 1940s. And I must say this production isn't the most clear when it comes to the story, I don't think. Mm. Worth reading a little Wikipedia before going. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're familiar with the original production or you've seen it before, then you'll probably get all of that. But I thought they did some really interesting things. So like you said, the balloon thing, there was this balloon motif people had a lot of balloons and balloons would get popped at like certain moments to signify like an execution or to signify, you know, and then they had a lot of use of smoke. They had like these smoke grenades. Oh, that grenades. was fantastic. At the very beginning, um, from, the, from the sort of like middle of the audience, these dancers ran down with smoking flares and their grey flare guns oh, in wow. their hands and all this smoke billowed on the stage and then they let off big poppers and all confetti went everywhere. And then as it got darker, that happened again. By that time, it's got a lot darker. So when the smoke goes across and there's just it's now pitch black, it's so atmospheric. Wow. Because you've just got her on stage in a white nighty, and then blackness and white lights and smoke. And that... The, Gives you a sense of sort of revolution. They're it going really that. lends itself to this setting, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think it reminded me a lot of Barry Kosky's Carmen at the Royal Opera House, which mm. not only because that is set on a on steps that that the staging for that is just a load of steps and then it's quite sort of bold and kind of abstract and the costumes are quite bare aren't they she just like you said wears a silk nighty throughout she's not the Ava Peron from the original production with the blonde wig and the big dress she looks she's got like converse on yeah pimsoles and a nighty and not much makeup and the choreography let's talk about the choreography because that was one of my favorite bits I wasn't a fan see that's interesting because yeah, it's Fabian um, Aluz who did the choreography, who did the rink at Southwark Playhouse. Oh. Um, he did the view upstairs, which I saw recently. And it's kind of that modern choreography that sometimes I can see why you didn't like it, because sometimes that's not my thing either. But for me, this felt very much like Hamilton, in that that choreography just worked for that this piece for me. It doesn't always work for me, that style. So is it quite a busy stage? It's very much an ensemble piece, this one. That's right. an interesting thing. It's not really about Ava Peron as much as maybe a 
traditional production would be they really use the chorus I quality loved it. of the singing so as an ensemble singing was great singing amazing I like um, I thought the singing at the heart they all seemed to sing really yes. well together but like I said it's not really Eva's not really the central character in this one somehow mm. her performance her voice was fine it's quite high it's not it's not Elaine it's not like this big mm. singing voice. It verged on being a little Screechy. shrill. yes. Okay. And they kind of do it a lot with these um, handheld wired mics. It's a bit rock concert in vibe. Oh, okay. So I don't think, Jamie Lloyd, I don't think his thing was let's present a really polished production where with beautiful singing and anthems. No. He was more like, this is rebellion on the streets of Buenos Aires. This is kind of rough and ready. It's kind of punky. Yeah. And a bit sort of... A lot of symbolism for things. Yeah. Paint being thrown Spray people, paint being used. So like people would die when their balloon burst. Like it was, it was very cool, very edgy. Whether it, whether you enjoy it or not, it's so worth going because it's, it, it is really entertaining. There's not a dull moment in it. It's so quick. It's 55 minutes each half. Mm-hmm. And just the whole... Uh, atmosphere. People are sat on the side of the banks on picnic on picnic um, blankets, and then also you've got this sort of amphitheater seating, so you feel like you are the people of Argentina. Mm-hmm. And nice. there's all outside. You can pre-order a picnic. There's, they've put fairy lights in the trees. Got a food stall in there. They've got a food shack now. We took a picnic. Such a great night. You can take your own wine in. It's a, it's such a great experience yeah. to do in London. And it's just, as it gets dark, you know, it's so worth going to an evening performance. Don't go mm. to a matinee because you don't get the lighting. Yeah, the lighting's brilliant in this. And I think, for me, it really felt like an opera. Oh, Oscar, we need to talk musical. about seating. Oh, yeah. So seats are, they're quite expensive at the open air theatre. So they, the very back of the arena is £36. And having a quick look online, there's not very many left. So you're looking at... 50 to 65 to be anywhere else in the amphitheatre. Um, they also have these, um, like Alice mentioned, these grass seats. So they kind of, on either side, there's a little patch of grass mm-hmm. right on the edge and you can sit on that for £25. They're quite hard, well, not hard to find. It's, you need to go onto the website and click what's on and it's two separate shows. You have a Vita, which you book tickets for, is a whole separate booking page called a Vita Grass Banks or something. So you need to just find that. Oh, okay. And they're 25 Top quid. Two. So we always sit in the same seats when we go to um, yeah. Regent's Park Open Air. We sit on the left, stage left, because it's stage right tends to get the sun. And if it's a really sunny afternoon, you'll be sat in the direct sunlight. It's boiling. Mm-hmm. And then we sit on what the, the restricted view tickets because mm, you get quid. the bar. 25 tickets. Have a little bar in front of you. When we sat there for on the town, I don't remember having any sightline problems, but I did on this. Oh, oh really? did you? Yeah. Because I was looking at you, Ask, and your head, your chin is sort of in line with the with the bar, so you, your eyes can gaze over it. Me and mum had to literally look through under. Ah. We can't. It was is that because you're littler? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. So if you're, how tall are you? 5'9"? Probably five eleven, don't know. Could you have bunched up your jacket and well, sat you could, on your jacket? You could Maybe. sit on a blanket. You could L- sit on a blanket, a but it, I do think I, it was a bit of a problem. Well, right? your options that they're twenty five pounds though. So if you want to go out, you either go further yeah. back for thirty six or you spend fifty. So I kind of think it's worth it. I think it's well, worth it. I don't know, it. but I could see better than you. It's a really interesting show, and if if you've seen a beta before, this is a whole new take. So if that's not what you want, do not go. Because if you want it just like how you know it, then this isn't that. Yeah. But I think if you want to see a whole new version, I appreciate they've tried to do something really different. It works perfectly for this setting. Um, if anybody's looking for something to do with a, a pal that's visiting London, 
or yeah, a, a birthday special. or a date, this would be a perfect thing to do. It is a great night. It feels special, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's really good fun. And they've really taken advantage of the fact that they're outdoors. Yeah. What could we not do in a theatre? Confetti, flare guns. Smoke, yeah, smoke, you're right. A, an orchestra on yeah. stage that as, as it gets darker, the orchestra, you can see them more and more and mm-hmm. more. So it is a, it's a brilliant night out. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And it's not a musical I love, like the soundtrack, I don't love yeah. it. So this made me like it more because I thought this is really cool. And it's getting rave reviews. It's really, yeah. the, people are loving it. So I'm yeah. really glad you guys did. Yeah, You've got till September 21st to see it. Look, you're going to gamble with the weather. You always do with the outdoor theatre. Just make sure you're prepared for all eventualities. Take an rack. Yeah. yeah, and take a little blanket. We were perfectly comfy. So the next show we're going to talk about is something we've all been to see, which is Once on This Island, which is on at the Southwark Playhouse by the British Theatre Academy. Um, it's set on an archipelago in the Caribbean. And so I am going to do a cocktail themed for this show because I love doing a show that's set in the Caribbean because I can do a rum cocktail, which we don't often have. So I'm going to prepare for you now a Once on This Island themed cocktail and then we'll talk about the show. So this is our Once on This Island themed cocktail and it's named after one of the songs in the show. So this is called Mama Will Provide. Love it. And it's a sort of island Caribbean themed cocktail. So it's a rum base. So I've used... um, Mount Gay rum, which is from Barbados. So it's rum, uh, velvet flernum, which is um, a sort of Caribbean liqueur, which is made from like cane sugar and various sort of spices like nutmeg and things like that. And then I've mixed it with grapefruit juice, because I love grapefruit juice, and fresh lime, and then the juice from a tin of peach, uh, a tin of pineapples. Is that what the pineapple taste is? Yeah, just a tin of pineapples. I just poured some of the juice in. I love pineapple. These are delicious. Mm. Absolutely nice, lovely. Isn't it? Very, really, really very nice. Very Caribbean. Mm. So let's talk about Once on This Island, okay. which is by the British Theatre Academy, who we saw doing Bring It On last year at the Southern Playhouse. They kind of have a residency, it seems now, each summer, where they do a couple of productions. So it's young people who are in training, basically, to do musical theatre. So they're sort of quite young, 18 to 20, I guess, sort of age. Mm. Um, oh, wait for the sirens. So yeah, this production of Once on This Island, it's a musical from 1990 by Stephen Flaherty and Lynn Arns, who did Ragtime, that we saw. Oh yeah. They did the cartoon Anastasia. Did you ever see that? The, the film? Oh, Disney film? Yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not, not Disney, Disney, sorry, but yeah, that ilk. Dreamworks maybe or something. Yeah. It's based on a book which is in turn based on The Little Mermaid. So it's a kind of that sort of story and it's about it's set on this island where the island is sort of you know, it's in the wake of French colonialism in the Caribbean, and so half the island are kind of the upper class colonizers, and then you have the kind of the other half, which is island locals, and they're quite separate. And we meet a young girl called Timoon, and she falls in love with a boy from the other side of the island who's driving around in his car, and he almost dies, and she saves him. And it's one of those stories where the gods interfering with the mortals, and they're sort of guiding her along the way. And we see the show almost through the people of this island telling the tale of Timoon. So it's one of those almost allegorical fairy tale gods. Yeah, like a fable. And like we said, it's a very young cast. It's directed by Lee Proud. Mm -hmm. He choreographed Allegra and he choreographed Grey Gardens there. um, And now he's directing as well. Let's, what should we start with? Should we start with the music? Well, just uh, all round thoughts on it. So my thought is, I loved it. I found it 
utterly enchanting. I mm. think I kept thinking, I was like, what's the word to describe? And it was, it was enchanting. Yeah. To begin with, it's like there are all these young people on stage, they're, tra- they're kind of, it's worth saying, so it's a, almost traverse. imagine a traverse stage. So it's like a long, thin strip, audience on either side, and the cast are sort of, they're on stage as soon as you walk in, they're trying to get you involved, they're trying to like sell you bamboo and the sort of things are going on so it's, and it, they're young That's and I know Oscar you've just said it's like an 18 to 20 or something they seem younger than that maybe I some of them say. are maybe actually don't know what, what the ages are but it's felt like young young people of all different shapes all different sizes all different looks and they were mm. shaking their thing they, they really took it seriously were. didn't they totally seriously so it's not like you're going to get a substandard kind of no. young people trying to the professionalism was so high and you gain something I think from the fact that they're young and this is their first kind of steps into the professional industry because the level of they know this is their big chance they're a yeah. proper theatre in London this is a professional production and so the level although they're not they haven't all been working musical theatre for ages the the kind of energy they brought to mm, it absolutely. was really noticeable from other things like you see it's not like when you do something like Romeo and Juliet where you're like here's my big monologue and I can be really serious and intense it's almost harder to do something like this where it's upbeat yeah you're doing a lot of like um, warming the audience up warming the audience yeah. up you're doing a lot of you have to be smiling a lot. You're doing the choreography that they're probably mm-hmm. not. You could be really self-conscious. And sometimes when I watch, you know, youth productions, you can always see the self-conscious people yeah. that aren't yeah. fully going into it. There was no there one that was, was doing no, that. No. They were Nobody's all self-conscious. They are loving every minute of it. Yeah, And this, this is obviously set, you know, this is a sort of Caribbean. You've got to have that attitude. You've got to have that vibrancy and that love of music and that dance and I thought they all really had that and it was like and the words like the four gods that are in this um and they to symbolize that they were the gods that are separate from the other cast they've got these amazing headdresses on mm-hmm. one of them the boy who actually came and he sort of was sitting sort of near to where I was sitting at one point and his headdress was like made of sort of like plastic bottles with a shower and, head on the with top. a shower head in the top. Yeah. But it was totally it was nuts. But that it was, was really perfectly clever amazed. design. Jesus was like the water god, you know. Yes. And, it, and what you find in the sea nowadays. Oh, and which don't forget the tree that was the dress. Oh my god, yeah. I loved that. Some really clever design. I thought of the that. What you find washed up on the beach, all the kind of rubbish basically yeah. in our oceans. They turn that into their costume I thought it was really clever you completely believed all of it you know all of this all of the sets the props that it was brilliantly done mm. like all of that I found it so emotive I really liked some of the music I thought her Beautiful waiting music. for life to begin and mama will provide which yeah. was um Jonathan Chen who played the goddess of the earth I think thought he was really good at singing that song oh yeah that was... he was fun because he was doing a sort of drag kind well, yeah, of he was thing sort of serving as well as goddess mother yeah. And, yeah I thought that was amazing do you um, know what I was thinking you know when you sort of think are we seeing some like stars of the future are we oh, seeing yeah. oh absolutely are we seeing a young Cynthia Revo and the star and I turned to Oscar mm. after that girl's song what was so it was girl? called um human heart remember that one where they the, all the, had the, one the lovely the wee candles God. the wee girl god yeah her yeah. name is Aviva Tully and her the voice was hell. that's a Cynthia Aviva Revo Tully. and I turned to Oscar voice. I said you're hired. You absolutely, and for that reason, I mean, you're hired. Yeah. it was one of the. Like, I felt when I was watching her do her solo performance, I thought, oh my god, if Simon Cowell was in the room oh. right now, mm. the dollar signs flicking through his eyes. Like, get that girl. If she auditioned for Britain's Got Talent or, or something like that, she would be, you know, in like one hundred. She'd well, get four yeses. It was a really unique yeses. voice because everyone had um, Chrissy 
uh, Bimmer, who played the main part, uh, Timoon, she had a great, really oh, strong voice. Beautiful. Sam Tully, who played Daniel, I thought had a great voice, I as did. did Jonathan Chen. Mm. They all had amazing voices, but her voice had like an extra special, yeah, completely. A, a really different sound to yeah. it. But even her speaking voice is beautiful. Yeah. It's, that's really just, like clear and crisp and kind like, of light. I, it's like almost like, you know how when you hear Rihanna speak... It's, you, see, you can hear it in her singing. Yeah, that accent comes through. It was kind mm, of like that. Her 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 lilt of her speech. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Her voice. Yeah, she I was thought... absolutely like she was as a takeaway, just electric. I thought the music sounded really good. I really liked that choreography wise for Lee Proud. That mm. bit where they were like made Timon dance for them. Oh and my then god! They all did that sort of really yeah. like sort of. African, Afro-Caribbean enthused dance was yeah. like, and the energy, do you remember when they were all just really, really going yeah. for it? And in that small space, to not make it look cluttered and messy, it yeah. didn't look like that at all. No. And um, it's Chris Marr who did the music, remember, who was, he did the, um, he was the MD oh for Bring God, It On. Oh my God, is he, my love, that young yeah. guy, the 12-year-old, yeah. oh, <laughs> the 12-year-old like conductor, I love him. Yeah, so we I love thought- you, Chris Marr. He did a great job again, I thought. I thought those, um, like the bongos really, in that scene especially, really came through. Thought it was great. I think such a good show. I'm so glad you liked it. I thought you would. I I just loved it, and I really, really did. And it's worth it. It's a straight through. Yes, exactly. As well, it just goes straight. And you you didn't want it to stop. Like, I really did. I thought, please don't interval this, because I'm so in the moment. No, it's a perfect little table, perfect little story. Beautiful little story. And incredibly sad. You know, like it really mm. was. Like there was the I women was, behind me were crying. I thought it was so uplifting. But uplifting, yeah, exactly. So positive, and that was good fun and yeah. sweet. Yeah, it was so sweet. I really, and again, we're such massive fans of the Southwark Playhouse. But like, these young people deserve a full house every night, and it's on till it's on till the thirty first of August. Twenty seven pounds fifty for a ticket. For any seat in house, so cheap. If you're under 16, if you're unemployed, if you're over 60, if you are... There's a couple of concessions and they're only £22. Yeah, and there isn't so, a bad seat, really. No, nope. no bad You know, seats. there's no weird sight line, there's no restricted nope. view. No. Pick a seat, you, you'll have a great time. Like, you can take your drink in with you, it's lovely. Yeah, it's it's, it's such a great night out. Yeah, you've got to the 31st of August, go see Once on This Island. Definitely. So I went to see a show um, without any of you guys this week, which was Matthew Bourne's Romeo and Juliet. Obviously, we all love Matthew Bourne. I went to see um, Cinderella this Christmas just gone. This is a brand new production for him, and it's slightly different than his other productions in that it's still the Matthew Bourne company, but he is also, this is going on tour, he's also bringing in young new dancers who haven't been in his company before and are kind of getting some of their first jobs in dance so again like once on this island it's got a very young feel to it this is a sort of youth you know this is production all about young people and he's like classic matthew Bourne style he's really kind of changed up and put his own spin on it so this one's all set in a young person's kind of mental asylum basically but it's not really exactly explained what it is it's almost a sort of dystopian future perhaps where Mm. Perhaps they're in there because they emote too much. Maybe it's this dystopian future where if you are in love or you're a lover, you go to this weird place where they straighten you out because there's this sense of everyone kind of maybe being made to be a bit more uniform. And what are they wearing? White sort of, you know, hospital garb almost. Interesting. Um, There's also two casts. There's a Capulet cast and a Montague cast. He's just basically got two two full casts. So it's on. I don't understand. So it's just two full casts. So the first two weeks at Sadler's Wells is what's known as the Capulet cast. And then 
for the f- following two weeks there's a whole brand new cast coming in oh to my do gosh. it and on the tour train a lot of people yeah and on the tour i think it flips back and forwards between wow. the two casts have they done that i wonder well, on the apparently on the press night, the guy that was playing Mercutio broke his ankle fifteen oh my minutes God. into the performance, and luckily, um, the guy that is playing him in the second cast, Ben Brown, was like fifteen minutes away, and they called him, and within Bloody within hell. fifteen minutes, he got to the theatre and got on stage, and they started the show up again. So the audience just waited. Yeah, they just, the press audience. Did he just break his wait. ankle on stage? Yeah. Oh my god, I hope it wasn't like a gruesome break. I don't think so. I think they just Her paused guy. it. Yeah. So the other Makusha came in and Ben Brown just stepped in, such like a classic moment. Wow. I know. Just imagine Jesus. not being in that headset and having to turn up and do it. Um, so yeah, I saw the Capulet cast, which was uh, Paris Fitzpatrick playing Romeo and Cordelia Braithwaite playing Juliet. And they've both done lots of Matthew Bourne before. I saw them yeah. in various other productions. Obviously, the story changes quite a bit because there's not the two families. It's more that... So Tybalt, which would usually be Juliet's cousin, and he's the kind of warden. So it's more the fight not between the two warring families, but between all the young people and then the establishment is what's keeping them apart rather than the two families kind of vibe. So it's very, very different, but it's still a story, I guess, of star-crossed lovers and obviously the dancers are brilliant. You couldn't really tell who were the young new dancers and who were the... Obviously the principal parts are done by professional dancers from his company. But you couldn't tell who, oh, these are the, the five that have come in, you know, new. It was yeah. very cohesive. Um, yeah, just brilliant. It didn't let me down for a Matthew Bourne piece. Really, really good. It sold out at Sadler's Wells. Would anyone have a hope of managing to get a ticket? Um, you can try for returns is all you can do. Just yeah. call them every day. They have seat holds that they will release if they're not used. They're going to be more expensive because they've held them for the company, for press, yeah. for people that come in. If you want to get the cheaper ones, you turn up at the box office at 6pm and then people that have maybe bought cheaper seats at the top yeah. that haven't... Um, Just can't to make try your luck. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you live outside of London, um, it's finishing its tour. So after it runs at the Sadler's Wells until 31st of August... And then it continues on its tour, going to Norwich, Birmingham, Canterbury, Southampton, Nottingham and Newcastle. So if you live anywhere near any of those areas, it's, I mean, it's amazing. It's Matthew Bourne, it's Romeo and Juliet. The music's brilliant. The dancing's incredible. Um, I absolutely loved it. So we went to see a show all together with Ruby this week, which was Blues in the Night, which is on at the Kiln Theatre. It's our first trip to the Kiln Theatre. We booked this a while back, basically just based on Sharon D. Clarke, who was in the original London production of Once in This Island. She sang sang Mama Will Provide. And the father character in Once in This Island in that production was played by Clive Rowe, who is also in Blues in the Night. Oh my God, how really? Six degrees of separation. Yeah. A little, yeah, Once in This Island connection there. So let's find out what we thought when we went this week to see Blues in the Night at the Kiln Theatre. We're here at the Kiln Theatre to see Blues in the Night. We've just watched the first half. It is a a song cycle featuring blues and jazz kind of classics from the likes of Bessie Smith, Duke Ellington, Johnny Mercer, Harold Arlen, and many, many more. And it features a a stunning cast. Um, So we've got Sharon D. Clark, we've got Clive Rowe, Gemma Sutton, 
Debbie Kruk. Kruk? I didn't recognise her. Yeah, so let's talk about the cast. Yeah. Amazing. So we so. love Sharon D. Clark from when we saw her playing um, Caroline, Caroline in Carolina Change. She's got such an amazing voice, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And then Debbie um, Currup, we just saw in Sweet Charity. Did you recognise her from that? No, I did not. She was also in Girl from the North Country. And we saw her in Anything Goes at Wimbledon. I remember her from Anything Goes because she's, yeah. she's got great legs. And, and she did that really yes. great tap dance. Oh, yeah. she's got fantastic yeah. Oh, legs. I knew I recognised yes. her. Anything Goes, that's what I And Gemma Sutton we saw in The Rink. Um, and, and Gypsy. And Gypsy, obviously, playing I Baby really June, growing up Baby June. I would say that I really am enjoying it, but I would enjoy it more if this was at Brasserie Zadell. Yes. And I had a table. Oh, my God. A oh, my God. I want a cocktail. So yeah. Yeah. They're making me want a stick and a drink. There's a bar in the back that they have a bartender at and there's like the little jazz band on stage and you think, we should be in this setting. Yeah, it'd be great for yeah, some cocktail really tables. Yeah. We thought that about Amos behaving as well yeah. because they've created the feel of it so well that you kind of want to be part of it even more. Yeah. It was and making me think of, um, we went to see the Billie Holiday one as well, which was yeah, set in the bar, but they had... They had little cocktail tables set oh, yeah, up we had in the, their theatre Yes, there, we sort of they? were on the stage, weren't we? Yeah, it would be kind of great if they had that vibe here more because I think they're really kind of creating the vibe and I think the band is incredible. Oh, my God. That pianist so is insane. Oscar? Lucky oh, yeah, he's called Oscar. He's called Oscar. Um, he's fantastic. I actually can't find his name anywhere. Um, musical direction is by Mark Dickman. Um, so I don't know if that's him, but the music's been fantastic and the singing, I think, is top notch mm-hmm. worth saying as well we're in the front row so I am basically looking up Sharon's nostrils quite a lot of the time because I'm sitting like just under where she is but it's like she's just comp- I can't take my eyes off her I know being being up close that's the great thing about being up close you're like you're you know so close to to an amazing performer I know so close to greatness it's totally close to greatness I'm loving the costumes as well yeah the costumes Um, styling the set's really nice yeah I really like the way it's in the set the set's lovely worth saying the two supporting guys are amazing and they had a little risky kiss which I loved Mm. yeah Susan McKenna his director I thought that was a clever little thing to put in there to have that kind of moment between them in a sort of love song I thought that just made it a little bit more interesting made it feel like this is a current production I missed that. What, you missed them? Yeah, you were, oh, you right, you're kidding. It was over there. They were, like, snogging on the stage. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to the second half, and we'll come back at the end and give our, give our final thoughts. But so far, would we say we're loving it? Love. I'm loving it. So we've finished Blues in the Night. We're standing outside the Kiln Theatre. Um, let's just go around. What did everyone think? Ruby, let's start with you. Um, just overall, the music was amazing. I also really enjoyed the second half because there was a bit more audience participation. There was a bit more energy. It was quite fun, especially Anna. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I felt, I felt like everybody um, in the audience at the end, you could tell they yeah. all really appreciated it. And I think we're here with a lot of like jazz enthusiasts, people that like live music. I felt like... It's, it's one of those things where you come out of it and you're like, I feel like we've seen like a lot of talent on stage and I really enjoyed it. But I did feel like I sh- it should have maybe been all the way through because I don't think it didn't really needed an interval. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I didn't think it needed the interval. And um, I do wish we'd been sitting a bit further back because my neck's a bit sober. Yeah, I think it does. You, you know, you are looking up a bit. But to be, <coughs> but to be that close to 
to oh, action. Oh, I mean, my God, you kind of yeah. gain something from that, I guess. But... Do you know what I'm on to look up? It's Tell me what the name of the, the guy was again. Clive Rowe. Love him, and I think he is like Mr. Snow from Carousel. Uh, he might Do you know have done the one? Carousel. I mean, he's done. He every, must have done Carousel. He's done everything. He's, he's done, done everything. Guys and dolls. I mean, he, he was, was amazing. I feel like legend. he winked at me a couple of times. Uh, oh, yeah. More than a quite. Yeah, more than a couple. Right. Uh, I know. I yeah. think, um, he winked at us all. Man. I mean, so, he's excuse like, me. No, I think it was hat next to me. I think actually it was me. Uh, no, I think he could just tell. That I came in late, and he knew that I was like, yeah, no. I think we had a connection. Yeah, he's such a like a showman, and I thought it was great just having him and then the three women. It was kind of the three women show, and then he would sort of just come in and kind of. Yeah. be the showman and I thought that dynamic was really great yeah. and I just thought those performers just seeing them was just just like being at a concert for like four yeah. amazing yeah. incredible yeah. performers the performers were amazing the music incredible the music yeah. was incredible the, the musicians I would have liked I guess I would have liked a bit of story but that's not yeah, what that's it was that's not what it is so I think mm. that's worth saying if you if you want like a drama that's not what this is this is kind of loosely hung together kind of bluesy you know it's blues music it's yeah. all the kind of classics if you want to see incredible performance and music it's great fun but yeah don't come expecting a, no. a piece of uh, you know theatre with a storyline that's not what this is I, I still think it was incredible it's one of the best things I've seen recently I'm like I'm you know I'm on a high oh, yeah. now I mean, after having seen it don't you think yeah. it makes really, you feel really amazing I've come out of the theatre feeling like energised and yeah. had a really great time I think definitely that second half I think sort of end of the first half it was a little bit kind of yeah I thought that Sharon D. Clark number as well, her big blues oh number, was yeah. incredible. See, if I'd been sitting further back, I would have cried, but it's because I was too close and I wanted to, like, I, I couldn't kind of get into it enough. Too but close worth almost, saying yeah. that it was, I feel that it's, they belted that out, but it felt so effortless. Mm. Like, oh that she felt like being in a jazz doing. joint. Like, it just felt... She's basically got, like, a thousand yeah. notes in her bag and she'll just pull out anyone oh, she wants whenever she wants. Yeah. Like, and she just knows how to, exactly what she's doing. Um, so before we wrap up, I think... Let's just quick talk about the kilns. First time we've all been to the kiln theatre. Oh my god, what a it. lovely wee theatre. Yeah, I love in the kiln theatre. I'm sure lots of people have been here before. They do some great stuff, but I love it. And that theatre, I mean, the front we thought was quite close, but yeah. sit anywhere in that theatre, you'll have an amazing view. It's yeah. not big, it's there's purpose a great, built. There's a great bar. Great restaurant. Great yeah. restaurant. We're loving the kiln, and let's definitely, yeah, definitely come, back. come oh, back. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like you could pick just seats anywhere, just whatever price suits you. It's like the pick Bridge Theatre. This yes. is like Bridge Theatre slash Lyric Hammersmith. If you mash those two together. Mm. Like affordable yeah. seats with but great quite views. quite a bit smaller, so it's got that yes, nice kind of Yes, it's like a mini version of the bridge, it. but I feel like wherever you sat. So that is a thumbs up for the kiln, and yeah. I think Blues in the Night was brilliant. And if absolutely. you want to see some amazing performances definitely. and amazing music... Um, this is a show for you. So, from the Kiln Theatre, goodbye. Night. So that was our review of Blues in the Night. I think we really all enjoyed it, and I've thought about it a lot since we went, um, and those performers, just to see them. And I think we did mention it, but the seats in that theatre are so cheap. Just, I would recommend going to see it and get a seat wherever you can. Well, that's where the takeaway from that for me was like, Kiln Theatre, who knew? Lovely, great, great lovely wee theatre, yeah. lovely wee Such restaurant fun. and cafe. The staff were so nice. Um, it was yeah, it Seats was a lovely theatre. Too affordable. Top price is thirty six pounds. Wow, to see that caliber of performance for thirty six pounds. Sensational. Top price is insane. Yeah. So you have until the seventh of September to see Blues in the Night. I would definitely recommend it. And I can't remember if I got his name right at the time, but I've looked it up. The piano guy was called Mark Dickman. He was also the musical director and his piano playing was beyond. Yeah, I love him. 
Um, so yeah, that's everything for this week. Let's do a little rundown of everything we talked about because it's been a jam-packed episode. So we started off with Les Mis, the concert, which is on until November 30th. You can still get tickets. They are quite expensive. Or you've got to go for that early morning day seat yeah. with those die-hard fans. But get there early. If you want to turn up at 8, dream on Hammy. Absolutely. You're going to do a four-hour wait minimum. Then we saw Evita at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, and that is running until September 21st. There's good availability um, on that one. So, again, I think it's a really fun and interesting night out. And if you get good weather especially, it's a magical night under the polluted London skies. <laughs> then we saw Once on this Island at the Southwark Playhouse, and that runs until August 31st. Again, great availability on that. £27.50 a bargain. Just a brilliant production that we totally loved. Then Romeo and Juliet, which is all sold out at Sanders Wells, so you're going to have to try for returns, do what you can, or go see it on its tour around the UK, which runs until October. And then we've just heard our review of Blues in the Night, running till the 7th of September at the Kiln Theatre. Tickets range from £22 to £36, and there are still tickets available. Um, I think we've had a pretty amazing episode. Five shows that we, on the whole, basically loved all of them. And not all of them were broken the bank. Yeah, so we've spent very little and seen five incredible shows. Actually, my Romeo and Juliet seats, I did spend £50 for the front row because I just want to be on the front row for Matthew Vaughan. What are we going to be reviewing in our next episode, Al? Coming up, new musical, Queen of the Mist at the Charing Cross Theatre. I'm looking forward to that. That is about a woman, true life story of the first woman she built a barrel, got in the barrel, went over Niagara Falls in it. Good for her. Absolutely nuts. What a great idea for me, Scott. Amazing. Also opening next week is Fleabag. <gasps> Friday, oh, yeah. seeing it Friday. You got tickets, didn't you? Can't so wait. we're going to have a hot off the press review of that. And we're also going to hopefully see Appropriate at the Donmar Warehouse. We're going to try and get a ticket. Oh yeah, that was your top tip. I think that's, I've just heard, I've just got a feeling about that one. It's going to be a good one to see. So yeah, some good stuff coming up. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. Do follow us on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast. We post loads of cool pics of all the shows we go to see. I'll do a picture of this cocktail with the recipe. And do subscribe, of course, on iTunes. And leave us a review on iTunes. Those are fantastic. Um, It's really great for the podcast if you want to leave one. We'd really appreciate it. And also, if you guys, if any of you are thinking about going to see a show and you're deliberating on where you should sit or anything, please get in touch with us and we'll hopefully be able to help you and point you in the right direction of what to do in terms of getting cheaper tickets or the best seats, the best sight lines. Just come to us with any of your theatre queries. Yeah, just DM us on Instagram or just leave a comment under one of our posts. We love talking theatre, talking seats, talking cheap tickets. Always happy to help. And thank you again so much for listening. Bye. Cheerio. (laughs) Oh, husky dog over there. It'll be better next week. Give us a (laughs) fag.